0: Maris, your host of Stand Out and Grow. I want to help your business stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. Building your business is really, really hard and knowing what marketing and advertising tools you need to help you become successful is extremely confusing. After 30 years of working with thousands of businesses, I am here to help you make good business decisions. I want to help you understand the programs that are available to you so that you can stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. Grow. So let's get started. Hey there, this is Kat Ramirez. I am CEO and founder of Advertise and hashtag Social Buzz. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, and so I'm super excited. Um, but before I introduce my guest and what we have lined up today, uh, I just want to, again, in case. I had a lot of messages from people saying, Kat, where you been? Where you been? And so we have been uh, a little bit of a growth spurt, which I am so proud to announce. Um, You know, after this uh, pandemic, or we're still in this pandemic, but I have been very, very fortunate and we've gotten a little bit of a growth spurt. So I have been coaching and training some new team members. And so that has really taken up a lot of my time. But needless to say, we are back and I am so, so thrilled and excited to introduce my guest today who uh, was a former NFL player and now a motivational keynote speaker and uh, works with people and I put the acronym uh, on the notes if you uh, were wa- reading it and so on and I asked people, also, uh, if you're familiar with FASCO, which is Failures, Adversity, Setbacks, Challenges, and Obstacles, and, uh, and he's a great person to talk about that because of his own uh, personal challenges, and so we'll bring JJ on. Hey, JJ.
1: Hey, Kat. How are you doing today?
0: I am doing great, and I am so thrilled to have you. Well,
1: thanks so, for having and- me on the show.
0: And just so that everybody, who, anybody who's watching, and, and for your re- point of reference, JJ, we are on five different streams. We're on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, and uh, two other Facebook pages. Okay, so wow, uh, yes, so we're all over the place. Uh, so just for the sake of getting everybody up to speed, can you give uh, people a little background about you and your story?
1: Little background of me. Uh, well, first, thank you for having me on the show. This is the first time I've ever done a LinkedIn Live, and I'm usually all over social media, so this is kind of cool. Um, awesome. Yeah. So, a little bit quick story. Um, Born and raised Portland, Oregon. I went to the University of Oregon on a track scholarship a little guy played football everybody said i was too small so when i got to oregon my second year i begged the football coach to let me walk on he let me walk on i made the team i did both sports when i was at oregon and i was a track guy so i was trying to make the olympic team i qualified in the 1980 olympic trials and a long jump to my surprise i got drafted in the nfl draft which Caught me by surprise because I didn't have great stats as a college player. But when I was drafted by the Cleveland Browns, I tore up my ACL ligament in the minicamp. So, wow. track was done. I went and graduated. And then it was hello NFL. And, and what turned to be, I guess, something I, I thought I'd never do, I focused on that and went on to play nine years in the league and um, retired in 97. I've been married to my college sweetheart, Reina. will be 30 year anniversary in 16 days. Oh, congratulations. So, thank you, thank you. And we have eight children, um, three biological children, and we adopted five nieces and nephews 13 years ago. So. Our family expanded quickly overnight, but um, it's been a joy to be able to make an impact on, on our nieces and nephews. But now I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, I'm a speaker, author, coach. I have an online business, and I'm just all about helping people maximize their opportunities and achieve the goals that are important to them.
0: That is that is fantastic. That that is awesome. So when um, so can you explain the whole F A C O? Uh, theory and and
1: what it is uh, that you're doing with that. And I yeah, so <laughs> yeah, so Fasco was an acronym I came up with because every time I was giving a keynote, or I was training someone, or I was sharing content, I would individually use the words. You know, failures, and another time it was adversity, another time it was setback and challenges and obstacles, and one day I just thought to myself these words all really mean the same. They really do. It's, it's when something unexpected happens in your life that you're not prepared for or something that's blocking you from achieving your goal. It could be a difficulty. It could be a struggle. It could be a letdown. It's, it's when something's in a way that's testing you to see how bad you really want the goal. Yep. And one day I just got on my whiteboard and I just start throwing letters up there and I came up with the acronym FASCO because that's really what I'm all about when it comes to sharing content. Cause I feel I'm the poster child of overcoming FASCO. And I know that many people struggle with it in different areas of their life. So a lot of my content revolves around helping people conquer those FASCOs and go on to accomplish great things. And so I, I really love it because it's been my my journey, you know, conquering right, right. FASCO.
0: Right, and it, it makes sense. And I think a lot of people can relate to the different elements of your Fasco, um, be- at some point in their life, and I would say especially now, because we're going through the pandemic. You know, and you know, in some situations, some people have um, like overcome it or are past the hill, whereas a lot of companies are still, you know, in the sidelines and just waiting by the the, the rafters and stuff. Um, And it just depends on people's mindset, too. Um, So if I talk to different businesses and organizations, you know, their outcomes or what they are dealing with today are going to be like their own also personal obstacles as well, because, you know, as I had another guest on, you know, her big thing was you have an opportunity to create a new revenue stream. You have an opportunity to create a new product, a new service. You know, you have an opportunity to do something. What are you going to do with this this uh, adversity or, uh, you know, obstacle that you are dealt with, right? I mean, yeah. so so it's about how do you have the mindset to see what your current situation is? And then what can you do to make it a positive moving forward?
1: You know, yeah, Yeah. I think that's a a great assessment of what's going on right now, because we are dealing with uncertainty. It's definitely FASCO and a lot of people deal with it differently. And it's one of the messages I've been trying to convey to people that, okay, all right, here's what's going on. But let's just really analyze this. And I think you said the first thing that is important is mindset. Let's get our mind right here. Okay. You know, it's not the end of the world. We are still here. There's still opportunities. Let's have a positive mindset. And then really look at the situation. What is really going on? Assess it. And then from there, you really got to put together a game plan and go to work and, and do these other things. But Um, You know, I see it. I mean, it's like when I was in the NFL, I got cut a couple of times. And instead of thinking that it's the end of my career, I looked at the situation. I was healthy. uh, Other teams called me and I took advantage of those next opportunities that came up. And it all started here. I had to have a positive mindset because when you got a positive mindset, it really separates the best from the rest. You're always in that right frame of mind
0: right and i agree i agree and um so it so okay so the, so you just touch on a few things that are really really important and i think people should think about and keep on the forefront and um one of the things that i think about when we talk about businesses and adversity and objections is uh how people quote cope with their team right because okay ultimately it's change. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have change. I know in my organization, I had huge changes, like major, and some organizations maybe didn't have as many because they were already in the status quo. They were already working from home. They were already doing the things that are forcing people to work in that change now, you know? Mm -hmm. And so for my organization, you know, they're actually comfortable with the change and they love it. You know, mm-hmm. whereas I think some people aren't because they're they love the social engagement in the office, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think there's going to be some probably riff or some some things happen as a result of this from teens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the cohesiveness and that feel of I'm a part of this unity, which when you're remote, you may not feel, you know, Whereas when you're in these organizations where you're in these big, you know, complexes, you do feel that, you know, and so, so that's going to have a huge falling. I would think falling out as we keep progressing forward, you know?
1: Yeah. 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 I agree. I think that that's a big change for everyone. And, you know, but right now we can't really control it. You know, we can do some zoom and we can do other things, but we can't really control it. So it's like, Focus on what you can control. It's like control what you can control, and that's right. that's really what I try to do. It's like what can I control when I wake up today? You know, I can do my job. I can reach out to my customers. I can support my team. Yep. Until things change, and and I want to I want to get really good at, and master what I can do right now. You know. Yep.
0: Yep. So I bet there's a lot of things that you were taught and trained in the NFL as an athlete that you probably apply and coach and train businesses and companies in the same kind of realm, I would imagine, that helps them. Okay, that's what I would imagine because I'm a former uh, Air Force veteran, okay? And so I will tell Mm -hmm. you that for a fact that whatever I learned in the military, is what helps my success with my company or anything else I do just because of that structure. I mean, like major structure, but I would think the NFL or any sports is no different. You know what I mean? Because you're, you're putting a place into routines and standards and, you know, things like that, that help, you know, create that positive and that winning environment, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's an accurate assessment because when you think about the NFL, you're talking about some of the best athletes in the world, and you're talking about 1,696 men, out of however many are million are playing football, are on an active NFL roster. So right. to make it to the NFL is hard enough, and to stay there is just as impossible. So there are certain qualities and characteristics and routines and things you have to be consistent about because if you don't, Cat, there's always somebody right oh, behind yeah. you ready to take oh, yeah. your job. Right, so, right. I, so I try to convey that to you know the corporate, you know the corp, uh, the businesses I speak to, because they want to perform at a high level, and we were at a high level, and I let them know this is what it takes to perform at a high level. Everybody wants to get there, but not everybody's willing to sacrifice and do what it takes to make it and stay there.
0: Right, right, and and you just hit it the 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 hammer on the nail because it is about sacrifice and it is about you know what is it that you're willing to do uh, in order to get there. Okay, so just as a reminder to anybody who just tuned in or is tuning in, we have JJ Burden. Um, who is a keynote speaker in ex-NFL. And we're talking about FASCO. Um, So we're talking about ways to overcome any adversity, objections, obstacles, setbacks, things things that have uh, created challenges in your life or your work or your business. And what better timing than now because of the current pandemic. And then let's talk about the other situation that's happening that is really horrible right now, is the whole um, uh, police thing with people and people in the outbursts and things like that, you know, Um, and, you know, you see it more on social media than ever in any other place. And so, you know, to me, that is a little bit of an adversity that's public, that's out there. Um, And I feel like people have a right to voice their opinion and people have a right to stand tall. But I think the whole when we talk about pandemic and we talk about the world unifying the whole together, together, we stand together, together, we stand strong. It should be the message as opposed to people, you know, and their outbursts, Um, because the reality is not everybody is perfect and not everybody is going to do the right thing. And so it's about us focusing on what good is out there and what can we do, you know, me as a person, me as a business, and anybody else out there who wants to support, you know, me and my world or I support any of the businesses and their world, you know. Um and so I think uh like so if we think about the FASCO, we think about it in our personal lives and in our business lives because it is surrounding us every single day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the thing for people is the ability to be able to reach out and um, probably unify with other people that have the same strengths and beliefs and things that we all want to unify together, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it really helps. I tell you, people need... They need community. You know, people need a positive community. They need a positive tribe. You know, it's it's like you said earlier, who you hang out with. And, and I, you know, the, the people I hang out with are very positive. They're very professional. They're very uplifting. They encourage me. And, you know, a lot of people need that today. And it's like yep. community is a big deal. And that's why I think one of the reasons why social media and the groups are so big right now, because people want to be a part of that positive community.
0: And I, I would have to agree. So you wrote a book, JJ. Tell us about your book. Uh, <laughs>
1: yay. <laughs> yeah, not enough, you? know. This is the four year anniversary of me. At my, I released my book four years ago this week. Okay, awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. You've yeah. had
0: a lot of good anniversaries coming up. I got a good time. <laughs> <to play. laughs>
1: this is really cool. Cause, Cause Kat, this was always a dream of mine was to become an author. And I remember when I was in the NFL, I talked about being an author and, you know, I didn't know how and when I was going to do it, but I met a gentleman, Dr. Will Moreland, a uh, speaker, trainer, coach about yep. five years ago, and he became my mentor and really walked me through the process of writing a book, launching my speaking career. And I wrote, when opportunity knocks, eight surefire ways to take advantage. And it's really all about seizing your opportunities in life, you know, seizing the goals and the moments that can really change your life. Because, again, I think I'm the poster child of seizing and maximizing yep. opportunities. So, um, yeah, so very proud of it. And But, you know, the other thing I tell you that gets me excited, this was my first book. And I have the outline in place for book number two. Okay. You know, when you do something the first time, you know, you're proud of it. You do pretty well, but you'll learn a lot. So, I can't wait to write book number two. So, I'm okay. excited about that one.
0: Oh, awesome. Awesome. So, what is the name of book number two?
1: Well, I don't have the title, but trust me when I say it'll have something to do with FASCO. <laughs> it'll have something to do with FASCO and being the underdog. And in spite of the challenges, you know, to be in that area there, I haven't given a title, but it's, I know where I want to go. And this is, that's a subject matter that's dear to me, as why we're talking about it now.
0: Okay, so you talk about that there are, you have eight takeaways from playing with the Hall of Fame quarterback, Joe Montana, okay, so I have to bring that up, so can you share that, or is that proprietary or what is
1: that <laughs> <laughs> well i'll share a couple of them with you um i do share it on my website when people sign up for my newsletter the burden report they get all eight of them. okay so but so I'll, share all of share,
0: I'll share
1: them all yeah I'll, I'll definitely share some now and and let me just say too you know playing with joe montana was a thrill because here's one of the greatest athletes to ever you know play the game and i was in the eighth grade when joe was throwing touchdown passes For San Francisco and then I'm in the huddle with him in Kansas City that was just like it was one of those that's Joe Montana moments you know but um but success leaves clues and I said you know what I'm gonna watch this guy and see what I could learn from him and there was a couple things that really stood out was one was his preparation um Joe was already an accomplished player we ran the same offense in Kansas City that they ran in, in, in San Francisco, but I would always see Joe studying and studying and studying the plays. And I remember asking him one time, I said, Joe, don't you already know the plays? Right. He said, yes, I do know the plays, but I study them so I can memorize half of the plays so that the coach is only giving me the other half. And he says, it gets us out of the huddle a lot faster, and I know whether or not I need to change the play on the, on the line. And so I could see how Joe was always a step ahead of the defense that it was always his preparation. And it forced me to improve my preparation as well as I went into each game. Um, He was, um, I'd say he was very, oh my goodness, the guy never gave up. I mean, he was relentless. And what I mean is that he was 37 years old when he played with us. He was banged up. But I would see him get knocked around in games, and he's on the ground, and he's barely moving, and he just would not quit. And that leadership in every game when we were behind, we would see how Joe would not quit. And it just propelled us to finish strong and play well. And and there were so many games that we would win in the end. And a lot of times it it had to do with Joe's leadership and how he he never gave up. and, and, um, And very attention to detail. He's very precise and very methodical about everything. And, I mean, even how he threw us the ball. I mean, Kat, like if he threw it on my right shoulder, he was telling me a defensive player was coming this way, so you need to turn that way. If he threw it on my left shoulder, turn that way. It was these little things. It was always pains attention to the details, but those little details really mattered. But just a lot of little things he did that you could clearly see that he was ever playing.
0: Yeah, now that sounds awesome. And again, I think this again resonates with the whole, I think athletes are, are a unique model because they're trained to be fierce. They're trained to have this unrelentless drive, you know? And so I think well, you know, how cool is that? Do you speak to a lot of like sales teams?
1: Yeah, I do. I do speak to a lot of sales teams. Um, and, you know, and I share a lot of the different principles I think that could help them. And I think one of the things you said is important because, like, as athletes, I think one of the biggest things, especially for a football player, just our ability to adapt to change. Yeah. And I think some people struggle with that. Like right now, we're having to deal with making adjustments. But when you're in a football game and there's 80-something plays, no play goes perfectly. There's always curtain balls. There's always unexpected things. And we develop the habit of adapting to change on the fly and not even skipping a beat. Yeah. So it's just showing salespeople and others how to be able to adapt and still make those split second decisions under pressure. And that's what we were able to do, split second decisions under pressure. And I think, you know, as I've talked to salespeople more and more, that's one of the points I like to stress with them.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because I would I would think, I mean, uh again, uh I'm a big fan of I use sports in my whole way of talking. I'm a sales manager of 27 years and uh something I was trained, the dialogue I was trained from another sales manager was hey, hey, cat, we block and tackle, we block and tackle, you know, and basically it's the strategy that you take when you're performing or doing your job you know as opposed to you know being a uh, kind of a tactical person mm-hmm. you know you're more strategic where you block and tackle block and tackle you know and you're fi- it's just like what you said with Joe Montana and that's why I can resonate with it is he had a strategy in place and you know and he was going to divert that and change that based on the situation that he had you know
1: but yeah the cool thing is he had the ability to you know Yeah. Yeah. And what I, what I recognize about Joe is like in the NFL, we have game plans. So every week we have a game plan. There's always a plan in place. Joe would have his own personal game plan for that particular game, which taught me that, well, there JJ needs to have his own personal (laughs) game plan. I mean, it's like when I was going against um, Deion Sanders, you probably heard of Deion Sanders. Yeah. Yeah. One of the best to ever play amazing athlete. And I remember how I studied all Dion's film and just I had to come up with some kind of game plan because he was already a superior athlete. But I remember going into that game, having a specific game plan. Then it's the ability to execute it. You know, it's the same as sales. What's your game plan for the day, for the week? Okay, then it's just a matter of executing. And I think one of the things that separates the pros from the amateurs is that. Anyone can complete a game plan or create a game plan, but can you execute the game plan? Right. Can you produce the results? And in the NFL, that was the difference between whether you made the team or whether you're watching the game from your sofa on Sunday.
0: Yeah, yeah. Nope. That makes total sense. And also I think what also makes sense is, um, and I was thinking about this as you were talking, cause I was like, Oh yeah, bing, 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 bing. It's, um, your own personal, and this probably goes to what you speak about in the whole uh, FASCO is, you know, you are your biggest, biggest enemy. You are. I am my biggest enemy. I'm the one that's going to talk me out of some something. I'm going to throw up those obstacles. I'm going to throw up probably the biggest objections that I will encounter because of my own, you know, mental demons or whatever you want to call them, you know, because I, of you know, how I was trained or how I uh, deal with situations. And I think the thing I got from your website is it's a process of te- reteaching yourself, right? It's a process yeah. of building that confidence so that you can overcome these things, um, but also being tuned in too, right? Because sometimes we're yeah. not tuned in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I love what you said because. What, you're right. because what, But what I try to teach is now, let's flip that. And you need to be your biggest fan. You need to be your biggest supporter. You need to be your biggest believer. And as you mentioned at the beginning of this, all starts with how you think. And I tell people, you got to get your head in the game. What does that mean? You have to be able to master your thinking. You know Your thought process, your mindset, you can't be on the sideline. You got to be in the game and you got to be able to control your thinking because as professional athletes we were trained yeah when a play is called for me i get so many thoughts could go through my head i'm really small that guy's big he's gonna hurt me no you block it out run your 12 yards focus on the ball and catch the ball yeah and the same applies in the business world too being able to really master your thoughts because um you know our thoughts become our actions right? right so whatever we're thinking is what we're going to believe and what we're going to do. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that you said that because, again, this this comes back to what you mentioned a little bit in the beginning and what I kind of uh, alluded to a little bit is that you weren't the biggest guy. So if you looked out on that team and you said, hey, I'm up against that big guy and this guy and this guy, you know, you could crush yourself before you even started the game, right? By mentally yes. beating yourself up, literally, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Being an underdog is something that I've, I've been, my, <laughs> I've been an underdog, but I also think that everybody at some point in their life has felt like an underdog. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, two weeks ago, I had a conversation with someone and they were talking about how they felt like an underdog because the person they sat next to them went to some high prestigious university and they graduated from a small college and they sit next to each other. Yeah. And, and I told them, I said, okay, if, if they all think you're an underdog, you can't control that. But you don't believe you're an underdog and you give them a reason to change that thought process. And, right. and that's what I went through. And everybody said, you're too small and you shouldn't play college ball. And I just said, I'll show you. And I changed everybody's thinking. But but it was a process. And, right. And I right. yeah. tell you, Kat, there was a process when I didn't believe and One thing I teach to people, I say, if your belief is not where it needs to be, you need to borrow the belief of someone else who believes in you until you get your belief where it needs to be. I love that. And that was my uncle. My uncle, my junior in high school, said I'd play in the NFL and I thought he was crazy. And he made me promise to give him my first NFL touchdown. I still thought he was crazy. Yep. But he got my first NFL touchdown and and he told me. He goes, I had to pour belief into you, JJ, until you got your belief where it need to be and you can ride your way to the top. And, and he was right. But you know, sometimes we have, that's why we got to have mentors and coaches and people we can go to for that, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. And I, I love that. Okay. So another thing that I truly believe in that I know sports teaches and um, other things like that is you have to practice, 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 like my, here's the thing I run into is people and business owners and CEOs and stuff that are stagnant, that don't improve their self, don't improve their game. Don't, you know, they're not doing anything to take themselves to the next level. They, they want to take their business. They want to take themselves to the next level, but they're not doing anything actively. Right. right. Um, because as an athlete, you know, you're practice, right. When you're not in the season, you're you're practicing for the season, right? That's the whole job. Yes. You're yep. always practicing. And I think people need to think like that, you know?
1: Yeah, 100% agree there. I mean, it's I was a wide receiver and I was catching that little leather ball of 100, 100, 200, 300 times a day, whether I was at practice or whether I was on my own. And when I got into my ninth year, I didn't think, well, hey, I've been a receiver for nine years. I don't need to continue to work on the right. skill set no i continue to work at it because mastery is all about practice you got to be willing to put in the time to master it and when you do you have to stay consistent and i think you make a great point because some i've talked to in the business world i remember i would ask them and i'd say how much time do you spend mastering communication that's a skill set you know how much time do you really spend mastering and working on that and i was surprised a lot of them didn't really work on it, you know, right, but, right. But like you said, you have to have that mentality as an athlete, because as soon as you let off, oh, yeah, you're exposed. They see it on film. And again, here comes that next guy comes to get your job. Right.
0: Right. And it's, it's the same thing for the real world, you know, and I'm not saying that the NFL is not the real world, just so you know, right. um, but it's the same thing in play you know, for businesses and CEOs and presidents and leaders is you have to, you know, if I was taught anything in sales is, you know, practice your craft, practice your game and keep at it. Like, don't think that, oh, I was trained and now I can do this, you know, forever. You know, doctors have to be trained and coach all the time, you know, nurses and, you know, attorneys have to retake and retoss. you know, everybody does. And so that's, doesn't make it like, just because I'm a salesperson, I'm, you know, I just doesn't prevail on me. Yeah, it does. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. it happens for any entrepreneur business. Anybody wants to grow their craft. Anybody wants to grow their business, you know? And, yeah. and I think that, that, that they need they need to really feed into that.
1: Yeah. And that was another point I shared about Joe Montana. This is another one. He you talk about someone who had the ability to keep pushing himself and avoid complacency. Yep. I mean, because when he came in, I'm thinking like, okay, four Super Bowls, MVP, this, he's got all these accolades. How is he gonna come in? And Joe came in, he studied like a rookie, he prepared like a veteran, and he performed like a pro. He was always working on the skill sets, always trying to get better. And that was one thing that really impressed me because there was always that drive. How can yeah. I get better? How can I improve? And that's where sometimes people let off a little bit. You have a great week. You have a great year. You have a great ten years, and you get complacent. So um, I think that's an important point. And as athletes, again, we had to have that mindset if we wanted to continue to play. The average NFL player's career lasts less than two years. Wow. There's a reason why. <laughs> wow. wow. You know, one of those is the ability to. To continue the lack of ability to keep pushing yourself to
0: keep putting yeah so i'm just gonna also top touch on something that you just said and i'm just gonna grasp and hang on to it okay i mm-hmm. think a lot of this is leadership because he was a leader for you and you obviously looked up to him and you were drawn to hit his leadership and i think that to me is a very powerful message here is if it takes from the top down, right? Yeah. Like if your leaders are doing the things that they're asking you to do, yeah. hands down they'll do it, right? They're gonna yeah. do it.
1: Yeah, that is that is a powerful point. And when I think about Joe, there's a saying out there. It goes there there's there is no I in team. Well, I flip that around and say there better be an I in team because if you're a leader, you better set the pace first. Right. You better set the tempo first. You better do your job because if you do your job, those other ones who want it, who write that, they will come right along Oh, with yeah. You. And, that, and that's what Joe is able to do. I can remember we were playing a Monday night game against the Denver Broncos. We're down by like a touchdown, and it's a minute and a half left in the game. And I remember previous years in this situation, we're going against Elway, we always lose. This time, here comes Joe, he comes into the huddle, he says, okay guys, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this, we're gonna win this game and get out of here, it's cold, let's go. But it was like the way he said it, and the way he led us, we marched down that field, we won that game and went home, you know, right? it's leadership and leadership, positive leadership is very contagious, you know?
0: Yes. Yeah. I I think businesses need to understand and know that because there are a lot of businesses run by um, people that probably should not be the leader. Um, But and then there's businesses that have leaders that just need to be led to that positive change. Um, because the potential's there, the team's there. It's just having that leadership in place, you know. And I, and again, I can revert this to when I was in the military because, you know, I looked up to my superiors and I had this sense of uh, my chain of command. I had a, a chain of command kind of mentality, you know. I'm going to use my chain of command. I'm going to, uh, you know, follow by my chain of command, you know, and things like that. And if I had a very strong leader that was like, it, I mean that just knocked me out of the park because I'm just gonna follow, you know. Yeah. And really, yeah. it's it's like you said, it's really just you know, you tell me to do it, I'll do it. You know, you tell me, how, you know, jump, I'll say how high. You know,
1: <laughs> I've, in my entire life, I've always responded better to people who've walked the walk and talked the talk, who walk the path that I'm on, or they've already achieved what I want, and they're leading by example. You know, yeah. so it's like. Um, as a track and field athlete, it's my best coaches were the coaches who ran the workouts with me. Right. I just went to a coach named Von Ray Johnson. He was about 20 years older than me, but he would run those intervals with me and, and I'd see, man, he's doing it. And it would just motivate me to run harder, to work harder, to be up there with him. Yep. And so I've always tried to fall suit. You know, if I'm working with someone and I want them to do something, I'm already doing it myself. You know, I'm yeah. already leading from the front, you know, setting that pace.
0: Yeah. Okay, JJ, as we wrap this up. Uh, so I'm just curious. This is like a personal question. Are any of your uh, children athletes? Or... <laughs> Good
1: question. Um, actually, no. Nope. Okay. <laughs> actually, no. Um, my, no, my children didn't gravitate that way, and I didn't okay. push them to go that <laughs> way. Yep. I wanted them. They're doing well, and I had um, three of my children were married, Three years ago, all in the same year. Okay. February, wow. February, two in May. Um, wow. My middle son, Dante, and his wife, Emma, just had their first child. So we're now grandparents. I'm yep. actually grandpops now. So okay. um, that's awesome. Yeah. So that's the family's awesome. growing. Oh, good, good,
0: good. I'm always curious as to how parents, you know, help their children blossom and stuff. And, you know, everybody's different. And um, we're trying to make ours uh,
1: a golf You know, (laughs) your plan sounds like you're pretty good. From what I I know, I'm not
0: good. I'm not good. Uh, I try to be. I'm. I'm really good at faking it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so how do people get a hold of you? You know, and I, I. I know that the eight. The eight right takeaways are there on the website, which I would highly recommend because I, I will sign up for that. I think the, I was in, in really, really lured to a couple of the takeaways you gave today. So I, I think they will be really good takeaways.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. And I do I, I do a monthly motivational newsla- newsletter. I'm I'm not one of those who just shoots a new newsletter out like every couple of days. I don't have time for that. So usually about once a month, I'll give something motivational. And so that's that's the other that comes with that. But yeah, my website, jjburden.com, that's the hub. Um, I'm I'm all over. Yeah, there we go. Oh, nice, nice share. Yeah. Um, I'm all over social media. I love to interact. I love to share positive content to just give people action steps, you know, to conquer those goals. Mm-hmm. So uh, definitely connect with me on social media.
0: And then if they're a company, how do they get a hold of you? What's the process? Do they connect with you on LinkedIn? Do they just go to your website? Um, because I would imagine yeah. you're probably an awesome keynote speaker.
1: Well, thank you. I'm I'm working on it. Working on my craft. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they can go to my website under contacts. Um, I have a speaker agent, uh, Shannon Dowry, so she handles a lot of that for me. And if people contact me through LinkedIn, I, I get I get him in contact with Shannon cuz it's you know things are getting a little busy in a positive way so yep. it's nice to have someone like Shannon who can communicate with them but um yeah. yeah that's the best way
0: that's awesome that's awesome okay so again we had jj burden um he is a keynote speaker author and ex nfl player and had some really good uh conversations about FASCO. And if you don't know what FASCO is, you're going to have to just rewind and watch. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. And um, hope you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week and uh, happy anniversary
1: to time. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'm very proud of that. Almost 30 years, you know. I know. That's um, awesome. That's yeah. Awesome. That's, that's a nice milestone, you know. It but, is. Um, But thank you, too. Thank you for giving me the platform, the opportunity to share. And I love what you're doing. I mean, we we need that positive energy, that positive content to really lift people up and get them in the right mindset to go on to, to, to do some great things, you know.
0: I agree. I agree. Especially with all the things that we have been challenged with. I totally agree. Uh, Okay. Thanks everybody. And appreciate for tuning in again. If you have any questions for JJ, just drop a line and we'll tag him. Appreciate it. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of stand out and grow. Check out all the notes and links at www.standoutengrow.com. I am so thankful to you for helping this show continue to grow. I want to keep producing content that you want to hear. So please leave me some feedback. I look forward to bringing you more resources and information to help your business stand out and grow. Please follow us on social media and make sure you follow this podcast so you can learn more about helping your business stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. Until next time, you got Advertise this. helps businesses stand out and grow with affordable advertising options. We will help you make good business decisions so you can save money and not just throw it against the wall to see if it sticks. Get your free strategic advertising analysis today so you can see the opportunities to stand out and grow your business. Visit www.standoutandgrow.com offers page to learn more.